When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Quick scoreboard update here. Avalanche lead the Flyers 3-1 in the third. In the second period, St. Louis has a 2-1 edge in Winnipeg, and Carolina is up 2-0 in Detroit. Capitals and Canucks will start in about an hour. The Raptors lead the Hornets 82-68. That's with about four minutes left in the third quarter there. And Monday Night Football, it is Atlanta and the New York Giants scoreless with six minutes left in the second quarter. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. In half an hour, the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Moss obviously uh, under fire with the team's poor performance recently. John texting in. He says, Reed, my family has passed down season tickets for over 40 years. If Jason Moss is head coach and offensive coordinator again next year, I'm canceling my seats. He's ruining the Eskimos by trying to do too much. That is a text from John to 630-630. Well, I'll tell you what, John. First of all, thank you for texting. Uh, I'm here to talk to you. All of you, I know. I know. Off, it's uh, it, it's in tough times for uh, the Oilers or the Eskimos that you want to reach out, and, I, and I'm it's privileged to speak to you. Uh, but John, I will say this: if you have a sentiment like that, I appreciate you sharing it with me. I would suggest you share it with the uh, with the football club as well. Uh, I mean, they 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 need to hear from their customers. I know a woman called in a couple weeks ago that said she didn't like the uh, the uh, Eskimo Empire slogan. Or the, uh, what's it called? I don't even know what it's called. That's how little attention I pay to it, Kellen. Tagline. Yes. Yeah, but what, what, how, do, how does it exactly go? We are the Eskimo Empire? Something like that. Something it doesn't like that. have Eskimo in it, though. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Again, super dogs, couldn't tell you. Uh, but, you, I mean, you, but she called the ice, she complained about it, and I said, that's great. Have you told the Eskimos? And she said, yes, I did. One empire. That's what it is. One empire. That's, a, that's See, the that's, hashtag on that's Twitter. That's how little I use. pay uh, attention. I pay to all that kind of stuff. But thank you for remembering, Kellen. Uh, it's 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 a tough time for the Eskimos. This I, I sense this is the most fan. Um, what's the word for it? Anger is not exactly the right word. Dissatisfaction, <laughs> unrest that there's been in a while. Certainly in, in my five years of hosting Inside Sports, uh, this is, I think, the most unhappy people have been about the Eskimos. I mean, in 2013, uh, they went 4-14, four and 14, but I think there was a realization that the team wasn't going to be that good that year. I mean, Riley was in as a new quarterback. He changed a lot of guys. Uh, I don't think there was 
Grey Cup expectations that year by any means. Uh, I think this year, I look, I'm sure most reasonable CFL fans expected the Calgary Stampeders to uh, be the best team in the West going into the year. Uh, but I, well, I certainly had the expectation that the Eskimos wouldn't be barely clinging to their playoff hopes with uh, two weeks left in the season. So that's where we're at. Uh, you know, and a little extra sting, I guess. Yeah, Saturday, you play the BC Lions uh, with Ed Hervey as general manager. And I, look, I, I'm not going to go back on what I said before the start of the season. I didn't think Ed had put together a good team going into the year. And they didn't start very well. But he's changed on the fly. Key guys, uh, he's brought in like Sutton at running back, Posey at receiver, uh, Lemon on on defense. Those guys have made a difference, and the Lions have looked great lately. They got a great home record, and they've already clinched ahead of Edmonton and Winnipeg, who they were behind in the standings most of the year. Now, if you've seen stuff coming out of Vancouver today, uh, Ed is all too happy to gloat in that moment and uh, make very like make very uh, direct comments back towards Len Rhodes, who fired him. But, you know, that's, that's Ed. And that's the, that's the, that's the thing you got to remember about Ed. Uh, you know, <laughs> pretty good football GM. I think Chris Jones had a lot of impact on the 2015 team, too. Um, Ed will speak his mind sometime to a fault, where sometimes, you know... <laughs> He's he. I think Ed Hervey has trouble with restraint. Let me put it that way, and that's probably what got him fired. I mean, Ed Hervey wasn't fired because it was Ed Hervey against Len Rhodes. Ed Hervey was fired because it was Ed Hervey against virtually everybody in the Eskimos office. You know, I mean, let's let's not forget, it wasn't just Len that wanted Ed gone. The board of directors was all too happy to see Ed gone too. So anyway, that's uh, that's all water under the bridge now. But uh, it's been a tough year for the Eskimos for sure. On a bye week, they will face Winnipeg. Maybe something will be on the line on Saturday, November 3rd. Oilers tomorrow against the Penguins. 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chad, Kevin Gravel, Cooper Marodi, uh, both likely to make their Oilers debuts. And for Marodi, it will be his NHL debut. Kelly Rudy, when we get back on Inside Sports. Listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. All right, it's 715. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. He joins us every week here on the show. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It is the one and only Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Reed. I'm in uh, one of the most beautiful cities uh, in North America, uh, Montreal. So I uh, I work Saturday in Toronto, and if you saw my social media uh, post yesterday. I had a wonderful dinner and uh, then tonight I'm going real low-key. I'm going to go have a Montreal smoked meat sandwich at Dunn's with a whole bunch of my crew and uh, broadcast friends. I know that's the only reason you got into broadcasting, so you could eat more <laughs> guilt-free. You wouldn't have to worry about passing physicals or anything in training camp. You just, <laughs> just want the unlimited cuisine. <laughs> You are so true. That and that is accurate. You know, there are many times in my playing career I craved something, and I'd look over and I'd think, Nah, you know what? I know we're going to have a weigh-in tomorrow, and I better not do it. And it it was good to keep me disciplined, but uh, uh, now no such thing. And I whatever I want, I'm going to have now. 
Well, I can't blame you. Enjoy it for sure, especially in some of the cities that you get to visit with awesome food scenes. Hey, uh, we got an awesome matchup coming up tomorrow night. It is going to be Pittsburgh-Edmonton. Of course, it's Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. Uh, we'll see if they're on the ice uh, head-to-head. I guess Edmonton will have the last say in that. But it's always fun when, when some of the big names get together and their teams go head-to-head. You played in an era. You played with Gretzky, the greatest of all time, and saw him go up against Lemieux and some of the some of the other great players of that era as well. What, what was it like being a part of some of those matchups? And, and you know, did you feel it as, as a player yourself too? Oh, definitely. And uh, you get excited for those moments also because, you know, to a certain degree, you might be witnessing something uh, very special, uh, maybe even monumental uh, in some cases. But you look at uh, going back to the Islanders, uh, we didn't really have any players with that same sort of uh, uh, competitive edge uh, against Mario Lemieux just at that point because Mario was just coming into the league and finding his way, and he was remarkable at that time. But uh, I think all eyes were on uh, Wayne Gretzky. So you would think the natural uh, competition would have been between Brian Trottier and Wayne because they're both centers and, and played a different game. So Wayne was so offensive-minded. Brian, of course, had a great offensive flair as well, but he really focused on the defensive side of the game at that point, too. In fact, I think Wayne or uh, Billy Smith at one point said something really uh, condescending to uh, or about Wayne, said something about uh, uh, somebody should take him by the hand and show him uh, his, uh, his side of center, which, you know, in, in fairness, wasn't quite right either because Wayne was uh, so uniquely talented. But I think more so for the Islanders' uh, uh, Oilers, it was Mike Bossy for some reason seemed to have this bigger competition uh, between he and Wayne. And I, I don't know what the background was, and I, I don't know if Mike or Wayne ever shared any of that, but it just seemed that you could feel that. And whenever the two teams played, Boss was always trying to be at his best, and Wayne always was at his best. So, But where it really became noticeable to us or to me, was when I was traded to L.A., and then at that point, now the, the competition, the rivalry is on big time between Mario and uh, Wayne. So, And this was even after the uh, where they formed some sort of friendship in 87 Canada Cup, but I recall many nights when we were either in Pittsburgh or there in L.A., and you could just feel the... It was actually a good kind of tension that uh, everybody was ready. Everybody was excited for the game because you knew Mario was going to be pumped. We knew Wayne was going to be pumped. But where one thing that re- one uh, case sort of really stands out to me, Reed. So we were in uh, Winnipeg, and back then Winnipeg was kind of far to go for teams like LA and others. So oftentimes you'd play two games in Winnipeg. Uh, and there might be a day off in between. So we played really well on a Friday night. We beat them pretty badly. And then a Sunday afternoon game, and we got smoked, something like 8-4. But none of us really cared because next day we're on a plane to Pittsburgh to play the Penguins on Tuesday, and everybody is way more focused on that one. We should have been more focused on Sunday in Winnipeg, but we just couldn't get our minds off the fact that uh, the big one between uh, us and Pittsburgh that, that night and the good thing about that story is, Reed, we won that game, and everybody was extremely proud. Wayne was extremely happy, and so it went both ways. You know, when Mario had the upper hand, you could just sense their team was uh, absolutely thrilled, too. So as much as people say there's no real rivalry or regular season games don't mean that much, 
some of them certainly do stand out. Well, and it's it's uh, interesting to me. I mean, I, I really haven't talked about it on this show because I, I think it's a bit of a, not silly topic, but, oh, well, is Matthews better than McDavid? Is McDavid? And then Crosby gets asked, and, of course, he's not going to say himself, right? I mean, right. What, right. What, what hockey player is going to say himself? I don't know if that's ever happened. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? A guy like uh, Sean Avery might have gone down that road. But, <laughs> right. But we'll leave that one alone. Yeah, fair enough. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports with the NHL on Rogers, and of course, former NHL goaltender joins us every week on the show. The Oilers were shut out by uh, Nashville on Saturday. Nashville beat the Flames 5-3 on Friday. Uh, maybe different styles of games, obviously more goals in the game in Calgary. This one here in Edmonton, I, I thought the Oilers started the game quite well. They were focused on having a better first period. I thought they checked quite well, but the Predators took, uh, took advantage of a few chances, but uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, obviously they won the President's Trophy last year, so there's no surprise. Uh, maybe the only surprise is that they, they didn't win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that is a that is a thorough, yeah. precise, organized team, and you got to be at your best to, to break through, uh, you know, the way they check in their decor. Yeah, they just don't have a weakness. As an example, Reed, uh, you were working Saturday, but... Uh, we were broadcasting the game, and early in the second period, there was a turnover uh, by Roman Yossi just outside the Predators' blue line. Uh, McDavid knocks it out of the air, and quickly, as he always does, he, he attacks again, gets the puck. And here's an example of how uh, finely tuned Nashville is and how much they trust each other in their system. So even though Yossi, the natural reaction would be to back up because there's McDavid and he's getting that speed up in those first two crossovers, he does the opposite, so he, he steps up on He tries to close the gap. Now, it appeared to me he did it for a couple of reasons. He's trying to take away the middle of the ice. He doesn't want McDavid to get inside. So he sort of tries to angle him, but he doesn't have much speed, so he knows he's going to get beaten easily outside, which he does. But the reason why that was so important, he did that because their most gifted offensive player, Philip Forsberg, and leading scorer, he was in perfect position defensively. So he was backing up Yossi. They knew exactly what each other needed to do at the same time, and then it was just a harmless shot from a bad angle. So that, to me, was a great example of here's a, a really skilled, offensive-minded team, and they're not really overly physical, although they compete hard in all situations, but they just really understand the system that they're going to play to try and shut other teams down. They do it beautifully. Well, and, you know, people always say, a lot of the players say that October hockey is different than January hockey, which is obviously different than playoff hockey. I mean, it looks like the Predators are already playing like like March hockey. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're, they're yeah. just so, the, the checking is so precise. You know, the only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about, and it pains me to say this, Reed is uh, Pekka Rene, while well, Saros has played great in his absence and uh, even when uh, Rene was there, but Rene, he's one of my favorite players I've ever met. So I have a wonderful conversation every single time we're in the same arena, and uh, I, he loves, uh, you know, I sit down, we chat for 10, 15 minutes, he's wonderful. But what I'm concerned about was last year in the playoffs and near the end of the season, he started to get this mental block playing at home. And he, he even mentioned it, he talked about it, that on the road he's fine, and that's where his problems were in the playoffs. So I'm hoping that he's he's done something differently, that he doesn't, as the latter part of the season, he doesn't fall into that same trap. So that's the only thing that, fingers crossed, 
that doesn't happen again to Pekka Rene, one of the great guys in the sport. Well, that's, I mean, you think most goalies wouldn't have a problem playing at home. It's kind of the opposite of what they might say on the road or, or certain buildings, but, but at home, that's, that's kind of a different one. Especially when you're coming off at the point at that time, you have Vesna trophy type season, of which, of course, he did win the trophy. But, you know, you think at that point, uh, you're pretty carefree and you're just letting it uh, play out naturally and not thinking too much. All right, Kelly. Well, uh, I know you won't be thinking too much, maybe eating too much, but uh, <laughs> I like it. Make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a great time. Like I said, we're going to Dunn Smoked Meat, so you can see on my social media sites, uh, Twitter and Instagram. There's gonna be a big sandwich in front of me in about uh, half an hour. Great stuff, Kelly. Be on the lookout for that. Seven three Falcons leading the Giants. Late in the first half, Monday Night Football. Raptors up 105-88 on Charlotte with eight minutes left. Avalanche lead the Flyers 3-1 in the third after two. Carolina up 2-0 in Detroit. Blues up 3-1 on the Jets in the second period. Capitals and Canucks still to come. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer, Inside Sports on 630 Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. I am sticking with you, filling in for Morley Scott this week on the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. That is up after the 730 News. Oilers tomorrow, 530 face-off show. Game at 7. They take on the Penguins. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.